Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. This is Shelby, your host, and today I'm interviewing Kara Kapler and Jesse Love from Lashline and Lash Common. They will be presenting together at Lash Boss Conference, which is this weekend. If you're listening to this today, it's actually tomorrow. So um, you can use code Lashline, all one word, to save 25% off. Um, that is Kara and Jesse's code. I will include links in the show notes to that, as well as their social media handles and and websites. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And without further ado, here is Kara and Jesse. All right, Kara and Jesse, welcome to Lash Boss Radio. Thanks Hi. So much. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks for coming on. I'm really excited. Um, so, you guys are presenting at the conference, uh, which is tomorrow, um, and you guys have been working together for a while, and I just want to kind of get into all of that. I know you guys are presenting about partnerships at the conference, but um, I just want to hear, like, your story. How did you guys, how did you guys meet? How did you guys get into the industry in the first place? Yes. Okay. So I started about 12 or 13 years ago. Could be longer. Don't want to date myself. Um, way back when. And I started lashing another home, then a tanning salon. Then I have, I've had two brick and mortars, but where I met Kara was at the tanning salon when she was 16 years old. And so I'm 33 now. So this is like a long time ago. <laughs> many, many moons ago. Many, many moons ago. Uh, we were friends. <laughs> So she ended up, she was doing reception there. And then I moved on, opened my first shop, you know, etc. And she ended up wanting to learn how to do lashes. Mm -hmm. And then I'll let you take over. Yeah, so I was a working makeup artist and I specialized in bridal. And I loved it so much, but the problem was is that the bridal makeup industry is like only for a few months per year. So it's hard to kind of keep yourself having a regular income throughout the full year. So I thought to myself, I'm going to add lash extensions because clients come back every three weeks. It's a great business model. Who do I know that does lashes? Well, Jesse and I were friends on Facebook because we used to work together. So when she started to grow lash line and she started training and things like that, I was already seeing all of it because I was one of her Facebook friends. So I ended up reaching out to her and I was like, I want to learn how to do lashes and I want to learn how to do it through you. So she was my educator for classic. And then I stayed with lash line for volume as well. And then Jesse ended up letting me come on as a brand ambassador because the quality of my work was great. Cause I had great training and then Tell I her, tried to scoop you up. Oh yeah. So this is what, the newest brick and mortar that has like eight beds. It's brand new. And I was like, oh yeah, she's going to want to work for me. She's going to want to work here. <laughs> but I just taught her how to make a bunch of money on her own. And I was like, Hey, you want to get paid hourly? And like, I was like, uh, I'm going to respectfully decline. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Was so we made her educator for lash line. Yeah. Anyways. And then long story short, we were on a plane to Toronto. we were flying to Nala actually when yes. it was in Toronto a couple years ago and I had just read this book it's called lean in by Sheryl Sandberg I don't know if you've read it it's mm -hmm. so good she's the COO of Facebook but she talks about how as women we somehow feel like we don't deserve an opportunity unless it's offered like mm -hmm. we feel like it's not worth as much if we had to ask for it mm -hmm. and she's like get over it like if you want an opportunity just ask and I'm reading it on my on the flight and I was like I'm gonna ask Jessie if she wants a business partner and so I asked her and she was like uh I'll think about it yeah I so so 
we do touch on this a little bit in our presentation. Yeah. So your ego a little bit, and everyone has an ego, whether it's in a bad way or a good way. But I felt like immediately I'm like, no, I built this business. I built these two businesses by myself. Why would I want to share the income? Right. Mm -hmm. That's immediately what goes into your head. So your ego pops up a little bit and you're like, mm -hmm, I'll think about it. <laughs> right. You're like, there, I'll there. think about it. There, there. But then I remember, I don't, I can't remember if it was on the plane or when I really started. No, it was on the plane because we, right. We continued I think our, so. on the flight home, on the flight home. So my brain during Nala and during, during our trip together, I'm like, you know what? Maybe she's right. And you know, slowly, I feel like I started breaking down either that ego or whatever it was that, that, you know, scarcity of no, 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 no. I've heard such bad things about partnerships, especially because I like her and, you know, I consider her like, you know, a friend, not super close or anything at that time. Cause she, we still had that work relationship mm -hmm. where me, I always from, from day one, even though I started my businesses at 19, I was like, nope, I don't know much, but I do know that I've heard that you shouldn't have friends, you know, work for you. It doesn't work out. So immediately I'm like, no, no, no you know what, maybe she, you know, she's talking to me about her strengths. So go into that a little bit. So I just decided that I would kind of like sell myself to Jesse. That's like I literally like, what she did. Sell your soul to me. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> but I just explained to her, I was like, these are the areas that I think I would help you excel your business. This is what I'm really good at. And this is what you're really good at. And our strengths were opposite. And right away, I think that was something that made both of us really considerate because a business needs to be covered in all areas. Yeah. You won't grow your business when you're absolutely amazing at branding, but you have no idea how to do your margins. You won't grow your business if you know how to do your margins, but you have crappy customer service and you have no established brand every single corner needs to be covered. And so that's what I tried to do with selling myself to Jess and just being yeah. like, listen, I need you to give me an opportunity because I think I can help you do this. Her strengths too, like I, it's so hard for me because I can't, I need you guys to make sure that you get a ticket. Whoever is listening right now, get a ticket to the conference because right now I just want to go like, blah, we're going <laughs> and say everything, give away because our whole speech. She's, she's almost like, not dumbing down, you're almost like downplaying. Downplaying, <laughs> dumbing down. She's dumbing Thanks. down herself. She's downplaying. Again, Kara's strength is speaking in the, <laughs> <laughs> and coffee for sure. But you know, she's got investing. She, you have so, her background um, is so, you are so knowledgeable in the areas that I so am not. And it blew my mind because I tried to wear all the hats and I thought, yeah, I'm doing it well. I'm doing it well. As soon as Kara came on as partner and she actually was like, you know, these aren't your strengths, right? I'm like, they are. <laughs> and again, to bring up your ego, you're like, they are. And wow, they so weren't. And I was so failing in those areas of the business. And we do touch on that in yeah. the presentation where I was spending astronomical like amounts of money. Oh on my God, like, just, Shelby, it was so bad. Yeah. Like it was so but bad. It looked good. <laughs> So, right, my brain yeah. is definitely the, the creative visionary, right? Yeah. All of our packaging, anything that, to do with marketing, with branding, right? That's me. Where, like, I'll spend... Yeah, it's a lot. Well, well if we get into it in the presentation, it's quite funny on, like, what I would spend on a shipping box because it looks so dope. And customers will love it. And she's like, but no one can find us, right? No one can find us because yeah. you're not spending anything on marketing or you're not... Your margins are way too... Way too... Well, and she high. was making very very common mistakes that mm -hmm. I think people make when you're some people you're either good with numbers or you aren't 
-hmm. they're super, super common mistakes. So until you have somebody there that's able to say like, actually, this has to change, this has to change, all of a sudden, you're not just like a hamster on a wheel anymore. You're mm -hmm. actually able to get that momentum now for your business because you've got all of the help in the areas where you were kind of just running in place, trying to stay above water. That's, that's a, such a good point. Staying above water. And that's how I felt. So when Kara, Kara asked me on the plane there, I'm like, I'm not drowning. Yeah. <laughs> but I was, was. I was so drowning, trying to juggle the two businesses and then trying to expand both of them at the same time. And, and, and again, we talk about this in the presentation, your ego, being able to put that aside and go, you know what? I'm wearing all the hats, but am I doing it well? Yeah. That is huge. Because I think that's such a good point for a lot of entrepreneurs. And in our industry in particular, mm -hmm. I think women have a lot of pride in the fact that they wear every single hat in their business. But here's the thing. Your mental health is going to take a little bit of a hit because nobody can handle that much all of the time and not have moments where you're going to crack. And there's going to be moments where you're going to drop the ball because you have limits. And that I think is something that if you can accept the fact that you have limits and bring on help in the areas where you need them, mm -hmm. it is such a benefit. And it usually, like Jess is saying, it comes down to a pride thing or an ego thing of being able to say, I need help in my business. I know where I want it to go and the right person might be able to help me get it there. And that's what we did for Lashline. Our partnership, we were able to 10X our, our business in three years. So we get into numbers. Yes, we get into numbers in the presentation and we can't see, yeah. but it's, it's very, it's very um, exciting. Not just about, it's not just about making money. It's because a, a lot of the time you're reinvesting it mm -hmm. now that I'm learning that in, back into your business and <laughs> so not spending it. But um, I had a point there and I just lost my train of thought. Um, you go ahead. I was going to say something important. It'll come back to me. That's okay. It'll come back to me. No. Do you want us to keep talking or do you want to add? Yeah. I was yeah just, just, okay. First of all, you guys have such good, like, um, y'all just like are so fun to watch and listen to. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we, literally, we won't stop. That's the thing. So you're like, oh, I get a word. No, no. Sorry. Right. So, so we're sorry. like, we're so sorry. Once we start that's the thing. We're so passionate about our partnership now. And, and, um, I, I, like I said, I was drowning before Kara came on and it, that feeling of now, like, holy cow, I really don't have to do this all. And someone is now in the trenches with me and oh my goodness, I'm now growing so much more as a person, right. With our age differences too. I feel like Kara brings, like we are five years apart and people might be like, that's not a lot. But honestly, for me, what I found at my age, when she asked me to be a partner, what happens is you get lazy, you get comfortable and you get lazy in your decisions in, in bringing, um, you know, a new light to whatever margins, you know, a lot of the things that are her strong suit, you get lazy. So when Kara came on, I was like, you, you know, you feel a little, a little bit more old. <laughs> You do. So it was like, holy cow, she not only is so smart and so educated in the, the things that she has her strengths in, but it is, it's like a fresh face. It's like a fresh set of eyes coming onto both of your businesses, right? Being like, you're doing this wrong, this wrong, this wrong. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but in a very kind, but in a very way. kind way, right? Okay. Hold on. So first, um, you're, you're saying like in the beginning, like your ego at first was like, wait, hold on. Like, 
I've built this. I want to reap the benefits of everything that I've put in by myself. I don't want to now like give it to someone else um, or split it with someone else. So would you say if you stayed on that course on your own, do you think you'd be anywhere near where you are today? No. And I'm not just saying that to sell people on a partnership because we could be speaking about branding. We could be speaking about anything. It's not to be like buy a ticket and and convince you to be in a partner or with a partner. hundred percent. I'm telling you right now, my mental health, and I still struggle with that juggling. Kara, oh, that was my point earlier. Kara came on and you said something earlier about your mental health. You will break, you will crack, mm-hmm. right? So I have a four-year-old as well. And then I also had Lash Common. This was before Kara came on and mm-hmm. I was doing it solo. And I was still trying to take clients like here and there. And, and I was trying to do sports and be really active. My mental health, like I'm like half gray now. And I do think that that is because of stress. I do think that um, a lot of just my health issues, I ran myself into the ground. And she said something to me yesterday. Our sales have been through the roof. And I'm not saying that to boast, to brag. Where she was coming from the day when you said this to me, I'm like, Kara, I don't feel like we're moving forward. She's like, I'm sorry, just because we're not like working 24 hours straight for one or two days. I'm like, we're falling behind. We're falling behind. She's like, look at our sales. Look at our sales. Does that tell you that we're, you know, we don't need to work how I used to work Mm -hmm. before she came on as a partner. So I'm still dealing with my like, oh my God, I have to be up to all hours of the night to feel productive, to feel like we're making money. When you do, you look at the sales and, and they do, you know, correlate with. Well, and I think too, that the goal is to grow a business. And when you have a business that isn't just a very well paid hobby, A business should run itself, whether you're in it or whether you aren't. Mm -hmm. So if your business comes to a screeching halt because you took time off for whatever reason, that's a big problem because a company needs to be making money, whether you are present or whether you are not. And so that is where we've been able to grind for the last few years for Lashline that now that is the reminder that I'll have for Jesse is that she can step back. She can not worry about shutting her phone off for a couple of days and spend time with her husband and her daughter and not worry because that is what that struggle is for. That is what those 15, 16, 17 hour days are for is to get you here where you can guilt free, just check out for a day or two and have that, that work life balance. Yeah. And also have, so I just had neck surgery last week. I've got a pretty, I know we're not filming this, but I've got a pretty gnarly scar. Looks like a shark bite, but I was in the hospital and I had to get put on her and he's like, yes, you may have to stay two days. And I'm like, your brain starts to go, oh my God, I, I need to return emails. Like blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, you know what? Kara's right. The business is running, but then I also have a partner that can handle it. And she's so amazing. And was like, Jesse, you're getting surgery in that bar. Like, like, oh my God, like, just take a break for two days, you weirdo. And then I adopted a dog. And then she, the day after she got out of surgery, she like drove five hours to go adopt a golden retriever. And no, like, I just, dog. I can't keep her down. I can't. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> but it's just so nice having like, you know, you wake up out of surgery and you're like, oh, my business is okay because I have a partner. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Kara... you can look at it the same way. Like in the beginning, you could have been like, well, I have so many strengths. Why don't I just, you know, do something on my own? I think that it's like, 
it's to me, like, I also have that same, I like idea of what a partner would be like, like kind of hard to trust that, like, when is the um, rug going to get pulled from under you? And it all like, right. You no, know, go bad. Um, did you guys struggle with that? Like, even after you guys um, decided to be partners, did you guys struggle like internally at all? hundred percent. Well, I think too, because Jess and I made sure that we did everything by the book. So like Mm -hmm. our partnership wasn't just a handshake agreement. We talk about this in our speech that we did the full legal. So we each had individual legal representation, but I think the first things first is that Jesse and I both have a good gut. And if you Mm -hmm. have a good gut instinct, your gut will tell you whether or not that's a good human being or not. You'll know by how they've treated the past people that they've worked with. You'll know by the relationships that they have in their life. Are they constantly in turmoil and fighting with someone or are they pretty consistent? Those are all factors that I looked at to make me realize that I could trust Jesse. It was a big thing for me too, because I had been married for like, I've been with my husband for almost 10 years. Jess has been with her spouse for over 10 years. So that also shows me that she does well with long-term commitment. Commitment, She does. That means that you've had fights that you've worked through. You've had like, do you see what I'm saying? At that stage of somebody's life, they've proven whether or not they are who they say they are. And that's what you have to trust. And then what you do is you take that trust and you put it in a legal document. Mm -hmm. And so that's something we go a little bit more into detail with, but that was a very hard process because my legal team represents me. And Jess's legal team represented her. They don't know each other. Mm -hmm. They don't know Jess the way that I do. So they sit down and they say like, well, she could be a bad person. Totally. She could screw you over here, 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 and here. This is what we could do to block her. And you have to go back and forth, stay together as a partnership, but also be very um, unbiased with who that person is to actually just make a legal document that's just business. And we had to trust each other in that process. And it was really draining. It's, it took the fun out of the partnership. A hundred percent it did. It, it did. was like, yeah. it wasn't fun. It was yeah. like the most aggressive prenup you could ever think of in a marriage. If you, if like one of you came for money and the other one didn't like the way they kind of hound you, that's the way that it kind of was. And it was hard, but at the same time, it was so comfortable because it was Jesse being like, no, dude, it's fine. Like, let's compromise here. I, I trust you. Okay. Where can you compromise on your end? Okay. I can fix this. You both sign off on a legal document and you feel comfortable about how you're bound together because you talked about every mm-hmm. single possible scenario. There's going to be no surprises. So now a red flag would have been just like she said, it was easy because I was willing to compromise. So her gut would have told her right away, if I'm fighting her just in the paperwork, yeah, red flag right? Maybe you're not who I thought you were. No, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean we were like, oh my God, yay, the paperwork is signed. We're totally comfortable. The first year was... Yeah, it was hard. It was, yeah, it was really hard. It took a lot of getting to know each other. And I think like, I also had to learn as I go, because I hadn't owned a brand before. Mm -hmm. I had invested before and all of those types of things. But all of a sudden, everything starts changing when I'll never forget. I think it was the first year I came on on Christmas day we ended up just getting this like really nasty customer email because somebody's shipping package took two days longer than they expected. And it was sent on like at like 7 PM on Christmas day. And I felt gutted because it was the first moment where you realize that you're now getting treated as a company. You're not getting treated as a person. And that was the first time that it happened to me, but I had Jesse 
Jesse had been through that before and she was able to just say like, you know what, we're going to deal with this tomorrow. Like, let it go. We've got this still. So that partnership had moments where it was super, super hard, but at the same time, it was made so easy by the fact that we have really good communication. And I think that's, what's really important. Mm -hmm. Um, and sorry, go ahead. I, I think that it's just so interesting because I see myself as a lot how you were describing Jesse. Yeah. I'm just like, dang, like trying to put myself in that mindset of like, wow, should I be doing this? You know? Yeah. It, it took, um, it, it, so I, I literally, a lot of self-reflection happened during the time, during that time we were going through the USA and we'll, we'll get into what that is in the presentation. Um, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of, um, am, am I, what am I trying to say here? I just want to think, am I, am I doing this for the right reasons? Am I panicking and my business isn't growing because I'm not hiring the right manager? So I, I could have went and hired, right? Someone that's in a really high position, right? In, in lash line and paid them a lot of money but are they going to treat it the same way that an owner that's taking 50% of the business would? Hell no, they never would. And so a lot of the times I was like, am I just panicking and wanting to make more money and be more successful and I need someone to hold my hand? I've always struggled with that even when I was younger. Can I do this by myself, right? Even though I was able to do it with a brick and mortar with the salon like a couple of times, that doesn't matter, this was different. Um, I had already had businesses under, under my belt. And I was like, am I just panicking? Is this just an easy way out for me? And then, you know what? It just, it was so proven the first few months of our business, even though we fought like cats and dogs, some, some days, it was really hard. Like a lot of people see our relationship now, especially in our videos. Like, Oh my God, you guys look like BFFs. Yeah, we were, we are now three years later. Mm -hmm. And may I remind you that it was, we were acquaintances. I was her educator and I knew her, her husband put in the brick wall, built the brick wall in my brick and mortar. Just like we knew each other in passing type thing. Mm -hmm. So this relationship is very much developed from working together, not from going out to the bar, not from, you know what I'm saying? So it it definitely, um, I'm so grateful for this partnership because I have, had other partnerships in the past, not with this company, but other partnerships that did not work out. So I cherish Kara even more knowing that I always knew she was trustworthy. I I already knew all those things, but it's just on a whole nother level. And we do get into that in the presentation, but it's on a whole nother level when you are working with them side by side. And now that we are best friends too, and our husbands and our dogs, and my kid loves her and just, you know what I mean? It's we're, our lives are so fully intertwined now that it just makes money so much more fun, you know? But it's just like a marriage, right? You can't mm-hmm. look at somebody that's been married for 10 years and be like, oh, I want to have that start dating and then be upset because it's not there right yeah. away. That type of thing takes time. Like the trust that we have in each other. I trust Jesse with my entire life, Yeah. but that also takes time. And like the legal process for our, like our uh, USA, like Jess had talked about, that process was a few months. Oh yeah. So like, it doesn't happen overnight. It's not something that comes very fast. It's something that you have to work and get, get to, but good things take time. Yeah. Wow. 
like a good marriage, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We'll get that seven-year itch, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, <laughs> Jess is gonna have a midlife crisis. No, it's fine. Sure. I'm gonna buy a motorcycle and new hair. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay. So you had Lash Line and Lash Common before y'all were partners. Yes. So back then it was called L Lash Bar. And what? so it went from a, um, so I changed the brand because of the franchise. We needed to own, own um, the trademark for the name. And I just, to be honest, L Lash Bar, the name sucked. It was great for when I had it, but a lot of people, the, the branding was not good. I created it when I was 19. Yeah. yeah. I'm now 33. So like it's, yeah, just, it got changed. And then I pulled Kara on because of the, success, the successes with it. And it, it like, this story is kind of crazy. It was literally one day I'm like, why am I doing this by myself? This is stupid. Lash line is so successful. Come help me with this one. She was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, all right. Because again, it was just, crazy. we've established what our strengths are so well for lash line already. That with Lash Common, it was kind of a no-brainer because again, Jess has strengths, but her weaknesses are still the same Yeah, from business to business. And those yeah. are my strengths. Absolutely. If you're already tethered to someone and you already trust them with your life and you're legally bound to them for the other business, mm-hmm. it's not that much more complicated to like add another one to it, the mix. It literally wasn't. It couldn't have been more easy. And then we were like, oh yeah, we should probably do the paperwork for that one too. And this was like way later, like oh yeah, we should probably put that in writing. But what happens is like, this was years after we were already partners for Lash Line. So again, like she said, it was so organic. And what happened was it started to get annoying. I was like, oh, I don't want to leave the Lash Line warehouse to go to Lash Common because I miss you and I want to hang out with you. And now like, now I have to go to the other business, which I still love, don't get me wrong, but it's so much more fun when you have a partner that you've worked like, like she said, it's not going to be like this if you have have a partner right away. It's just, we were just, yeah. Yeah. Everything was so great that it was just so easy. Let's talk a little bit about, um, Lash Line. So Lash Line, Jesse established Lash Line in 2015. Um, and then I came on in 2017. That's when our partnership kind of took off. And then last year, or actually was it this year? 2020 is kind of a blur, I can't remember but anything. this year is when we've rebranded Lash Line. So yes. we switched the brand up. We, um, really started to, look at it as artistry, exactly what it is. And so the way that the branding has kind of gone into now is it's about artists. That is who our product is made for. Our tagline is share your art because that is really what we want lash artists to do. When you've used our product, we love seeing the artistry that has been created on your clients using our products. And it's, it's been so beautiful, beautiful to watch it transition. And what we've tried to do is create aesthetically beautiful packaging, things that lash artists love packaging. They love really cute products, Mm -hmm. but they also need to be super functional and they need to be really high quality because if your packaging is cute, they won't stay if the product was not good enough. So that is where our product line was really rebranded and it's come together with that beautiful aesthetic and that great dependable trust in the product itself for how good the, pro- the quality is. And so I should touch on this. So Kara is still an active lash artist where I'm active to the point where I keep up on it because if I have to jump in for training, but that's about it. Kara's still taking clients, mm-hmm. right? I would say part-time still. Yeah. Like part-time. I yeah. honestly like some weeks are crazy. Some weeks you purposely don't take clients because she's either crazy with lash line. So what that means is she has her hands on the product. Yeah. Right. So I could design this beautiful product. It's the best packaging I've ever done. And then we launched these 
great new line of glues and then they suck because I'm right. I haven't been active, especially with volume. So having not just an employee, but someone who is a 50% owner, that is like one of the best volume artists or artists in general ever. She can bang out like a perfect volume set in two hours or under. Right. So she's the one testing our butter and black line. She's the one testing that 0.5 second dry time glue. Right. So it's, it's, we're covering all of our bases when we're launching that product, yeah. right. Me, the aesthetics, right. The, the vision of the product. And then her being like, ah, Jess, you dropped the ball. I'm like, this doesn't even open. I'm like, ah, nuts. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I'm kidding. But you know, you know where I'm going with that. So you mentioned the butter and black. What, what is that? So Butter and Black is the new revamped line of lash extensions that we carry at Lash Line. And we did at least a solid year of testing these lashes because we wanted to make sure that they were everything an artist looked for. And like Jesse said, I still lash quite regularly. Yes. So like I'm very familiar with what goes wrong with lashes. The strip is either too sticky or it's not sticky enough. Your bases get a little bit of the adhesive strip on the bottom and they don't fan together beautifully or the material type. Some material types come out with like a blue hue. Some are so shiny that they look plastic. There's just a lot of things that lash artists don't like in their product. So what we did is we were able to have a hybrid blend of fibers that we used for butter and black. And what we did was we pulled the best of the best from mink and the best of the best from silk, all synthetic, of course. And we created this hybrid material. And when you're fanning the lashes, because of the way the material is formed, it tapers so beautifully at the base. So when you're pulling these fans off the strip, whether you lash off the strip, whether you do the pinch method, whether you use a sticky dot, they immediately naturally want to come together at the base and create a really narrow, nice pointed base. How much extra time do lash artists spend after yeah. they've made the fan trying to get that base perfect? These lashes just come together and help make the work so much easier for the artist. They're jet black. And then what we've also added to the butter and black line is we have the curl, the length, and the diameter all labeled across the strip. So your tiles stay really nice and organized. Amazing. That's so cool. Yeah, that is exactly what artists want. Because yeah. So maybe school, I would forget though, right? I might forget those things. Like that's why when people try to launch these lash companies and they're not a lash artist. Yeah, it does work. So just running like, cause I run the conference page now and, and the radio page and my salon page and even my personal page gets it. Um, Instagram uh, manufacturers just all day long. Like, oh, oh my goodness. Oh yeah. So I could see someone s saying like, oh, I mean, running a lash line must be pretty easy. You just order some of these things off Instagram and yeah, no, not like, even close. Um, but what you're explaining tells, tells me and tells people listening that it is so much more than that because yeah, it's all, it's not all the same. No. Well, and I think too, that honestly, the way that I've always looked at it is if these Instagram companies, these manufacturers have time to reach out for your business on social media, they're not busy enough fulfilling quantities of their orders. So the best factories that we've ever worked with, none of them reach out to anybody. We, them. we find them ourselves. Mm -hmm. And like the amount of money that we spend when you're sourcing out product, you're paying to get samples from 37 different factories oh, yeah. 
bringing them in and then you do a blind test. You have to hold them all up against each other. And that's where you start to notice differences in quality. And you're like, whoa, wait a minute. These are shiny like plastic. Why do they look like that? Oh, these go blue. Why do they look like that? These lose their curl. They're not going to be dependable. And that's something that happened with Jesse before I came on board, actually. I'm like, ooh, ooh, me, me. Okay, so can we talk about mistakes that we've made? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm very transparent. And Kara, I think, is very transparent. We both are because we don't want... I don't ever want salon owners or people like me that might be a whatever, whatever you want to call it, a vet in the industry that don't lash anymore. You may miss cues or you may miss um, product faults, right? That are going to cost you like me. I think it was 23,000 Canadian dollars, not 2,300, 23,000. And, you know, even though our company is doing well now, and that could be like, a a very small part of one of our orders. Now that was a lot. It's still a lot of money to me now, but when I made that mistake, this was like, why? So I had created lash line. It was pretty new. So it was pretty new. And so that amount of money could have bankrupted both my businesses. So to be totally frank. So what happened was I didn't have a carrot in my pocket. Everyone needs a little carrot in her pocket. <laughs> you would probably fit in my pocket. Yeah, she calls me Polly Pocket all the time. Literally. So um, I ordered them and I, don't get me wrong. I didn't just, uh, uh, I did find the factory. They didn't contact me. I, I thought I did my due diligence. I, I reached out to them and I product tested with the lashes for about a month. So I did a bunch of clients. No, that's a lie. I did like three. And then I did like three and I, you know, I, I checked them and they were like, oh yeah, the, the biggest concern I had was that the curl stayed. So especially that D curl, right? It, it didn't fall flat. What ended up happening was about a month and a half later, I started noticing or a month and a half or maybe two months, I started noticing a lot of client complaints. So not that the retention was bad or anything, but the biggest complaint was that they fell flat. So a D curl literally turned into a J curl. So biggest nightmare, like even them being shiny, maybe a blue hue, I could deal with like for the salon. But what ended up happening was this eight bed salon where I was now paying five grand in rent a month, just in my rent, all of my customers were leaving one star reviews, destroyed my reputation on Yelp, Google. Um, We lost so many clients. Like I I don't even want to, I didn't even go back. I didn't even go back and try to calculate how much revenue and how many clients I lost because it just, it, it hurt too much. And I was like, you know what? Door shut. I need a new door to open and I need to get over this. I still, as of six months ago, had them in my basement just because I couldn't let go. I, not that we use them or anything. I was just like, I'm throwing away $23,000 in a dumpster. That's where they went. I didn't try to sell them. I didn't try to pull the label off and, you know, even sell them on Facebook marketplace. It was throwing them in the garbage. And I just, it still stung even to this day. And that was, oh my God, how many years ago? So many years ago. This is well before Kara came on. And I tell this story because it, it, it definitely could have, I think I had to take out a loan to recover. I can't remember. I just know times were really tough. I didn't pay myself for a long time, um, which is pretty normal. I feel like for an entrepreneur when you're starting out, but it just, it really stung. And it, and I wish that I would have been smart enough back then to go, I need a Kara. 
do you know what I, not a care about like I need, I made a mistake here and and how could I fix this so I blamed it on myself and was like should have did more product testing which is right but again that that has never happened now right. because we have so many eyes on the product wow right well and because of that um, we definitely take it, our quality control of our products so much more seriously mm -hmm. because just learned the hard way what can go wrong. Like, terrible. and so that's where we've learned. It's not that these manufacturers or these factories aren't reputable, but we've learned to not trust what they say and oh, we yeah. will make our own assumptions mm -hmm. about product. So even when that means how factories label the dry time of their glue, sometimes they'll label their glue as a dry time of two seconds, yeah. but a working lash artist, cause they're not lash artists at all they'll say to you, actually, that's a one second dry time adhesive, 10 out of 10. So you have to be able to thoroughly know your product so that you're able to properly label it for your audience. And that's what needs to happen as lash artists is that if, when you're creating those brands, you need to know your product or you are definitely in way over your head when you have to look at the amount of money you will fork out for these orders. If you are wrong, it will cost you. Wow. Could be your business. Right. And thank God that it didn't, um, knock on wood. <laughs> knock on wood. but Shelby, we'll have to send you some trays of the butter and blocks. Yes. Cause I think oh, your girls yes. in this one would love it. Yes. Yeah. My girls now, uh, are our girls at lash common. Yeah. It's all we use. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yes. Yeah. I would love that. Cannot wait. Well, um, so I was going to ask like about your favorite failure. I don't know if that was it. That's, that's why I brought it up. Yes. So uh, that is my favorite failure. I mean, it's not my favorite as in like, I want to do it again, but right. it's my favorite as in she learned the most from it for sure. I learned the most. And I think, um, I don't know if it's like a favorite failure and like, a, I don't have like an event that happened, but I do like, as soon as Kara coming on, just, I, I felt like I was failing and it's not like I was going into debt or anything like that. The business was growing, but it just, it would have went nowhere. It would have went nowhere. Like I still wasn't paying myself, you know, um, like on the lash line side. And it just, that, that was almost another favorite failure of like me being like, you know what, it's been years. Something's got to change. Right. Yeah. So what's your favorite? Yeah. My favorite yeah. failure. Yeah. Um, my favorite failure, I think, um, it's still kind of is embarrassing to talk about, but I remember I got fired from an office job because I showed lack of initiative and I took it so personally. I was so offended and I came home and I was saying to my husband, like, I don't know who they think they were talking to. Like, I'm such a, like, I'm a hard worker, Devin, like, you know that. And he was like, but are you a hard worker at your job? And I was like, no, I hate it, Devin. I don't like it. And he was like, so did they have a reason to fire you? I was like, yeah, like, I really don't like being there. I don't want to do it. You're like, I actually don't even show up. <laughs> and I just, it was a moment where I was like, am I a really lazy person or do I need to be passionate about what I'm doing in order to be motivated? And yeah. that was a moment where I was like, you know what? I'm going to try working for myself. I want to see how I do because I don't like being micromanaged and I don't function very well when I'm always being told what to do. Mm -hmm. So when I got fired, that sucked and that was embarrassing. And it was definitely a huge hit to the ego, but it is what pushed me to go into business for myself. And that is where I learned the most about myself at 29 years old. All of a sudden I know myself better than I've ever known myself before. And I'm very proud of the things that I'm strong at because I also have realized that it takes a very special kind of person to run a business and to do it well. 
And when you can get to that place, there's a lot of, um, you just become very proud of yourself and you give yourself a little bit of like kudos for all of the things that you worked for. And I think as entrepreneurs, we make usually really bad employees. Like we don't like being told what to do. We don't like working hourly. Don't tell me what to do. Totally. We just sometimes like, I want to get my work done at one in the morning because that's when inspiration hits. It's not like that with an office job when it's like nine to five, always the same thing. And so that sucked for me being fired from a job, but it also all of a sudden opened up a whole other side of potential that I wouldn't have looked at before. My parents aren't entrepreneurs. I don't come from a family of entrepreneurs. And so I literally said to my dad, I'm really sorry. I lost my job. I don't have benefits anymore. I don't have a pension anymore. I don't have all of these things that my parents put so much weight in. And I was like, and by the way, I'm going into business by myself. And so my parents were so nervous, so nervous. And it was actually, um, it was just a week ago. My dad said to me, he goes, I just want you to know, I'm so proud of you. I could have never, ever pictured a business getting this big. I couldn't have pictured you achieving those things, kid. I'm so proud of you. And like, for me, that was worth, I would get fired 37 more times to hear that from my dad. You're fired. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) I'm like so emotional. Like I always, I don't know. That's how I was thinking, your eyes look shiny. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a very emotional moment because I think that we need to hear that sometimes, right? Yeah. People don't always get to see the grueling hours that have gone into what we're building. But when you see people in your life that love you and that you respect and they've noticed what you're building mm-hmm. and they're proud of you, it just lets you know that you're on the right track and it makes all of those sleepless nights somehow worth it. 100%. Yeah. Or when they underestimate you. That's my favorite. I'm oh, terrible. Yeah. When people underestimate me, I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't want no smoke. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Well, that's awesome, you guys. I really, I, I feel like you guys need like a podcast, like everything. You guys are just all that, I feel like. But we stop. don't stop talking. So yeah. it would just be like a 37 hour long podcast. And they people people love it. People will listen. listen I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are so much fun. And um, I'm really excited that you guys are a part of the conference. And Thank you so much for having us. We honestly are, are like, really, really honored that y- you allowed us to do this. And like, we don't take these opportunities lightly. And anytime that we can try to share our experiences, we just really, really appreciate you giving us a platform to be able to, it's to been talk a highlight straight yeah. for 37 minutes. Yeah. Um, it's been a highlight of our year. So Shelby, thank you so much yeah. for even considering us. It means everything. Yeah, of course. All right. Well, um, good to, get to meet you in person. I know. I know. Um, I mean, whenever the world opens back up, I'll be at all the conferences and stuff. So, yeah. we'll have and to. what a small world that I'm who presented the award for your Nala Award yeah. for your podcast. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's so crazy. I was watching that. Sorry, I was just saying, like, I was watching that from home. No, I wasn't. I think I was already like about to go to sleep. And Janelle Paris, um, yeah. she sent me the video. And I was just like, what? That's crazy. But yeah. It was so funny because I like, you have the card. So you know what category you're presenting for, but you don't know who wins. Like, you know, the nominees. 
And your podcast was the only one on the list that I had even listened to, but I was like, oh my God, I love that podcast. <laughs> like I was like so excited. And then when I got to call your name, it was so much fun. So congratulations oh. again on your win. That's amazing. Yeah, that's thank cool. you. Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, thank you guys for doing the conference, for doing the show. And I, I really appreciate it and can't wait to like meet you guys for real. Yeah, seriously. I'm like, keep COVID. We need to get on the plane. Wrap it up, wrap it up here. That's about enough. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. And I have a discount code if you want to shop Lashline products for 25% off, just enter code LASHBOSS25. I will link that in the show notes as well as the LASHBOSS conference link. Um, use code LASHLINE if you want to save 25% there. I hope you guys have a great weekend, and I'll be back very soon with the next episode.